happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Our Bible reading plan on this beautiful Tuesday has us in Hosea chapter 11. And while you're opening your Bible there, just want to encourage you, if you've not already made plans to do something special with your loved one, whether it's tonight or this weekend, you know, go out on a date and enjoy each other. Uh, Hosea chapter 11, this chapter uh, just speaks to me every time I read it. I think it's one of the most heart-moving, powerful chapters in the Bible because um, there's a, a few verses in here especially in which God's heart um, is laid bare for everyone, for all of us to see. Uh, in this, this chapter, um, Hosea uh, makes it clear that that Israel's sin was great. I mean, it was God who had delivered them from Egypt and established them as a nation in the promised land. It was God who had fed them and taken care of them. But they they turned their back on God and worshiped idols. And God sent them prophets to call them back, to give them instruction, but they refused to listen to and obey the prophets. And the result was God's judgment. And he mentions that in this chapter, that it would be Assyria. I mean, Hosea, through Hosea, God by name tells the nation of Israel, the northern kingdom, which country is going to be the instrument of his judgment on them for their rebellion and their sin. And as I've mentioned previously, the Assyrian Empire in 722 BC conquered the northern kingdom and deported most of the citizens. Um, but despite all of that, God could not totally let go of them. He could not totally destroy them. And, and the verses that really grabbed me every time, and, 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 and I, I felt that way about these verses since I was in seminary a long time ago. Verse 8, God is speaking, and you see his heart. He says, how can I give you up, O Ephraim? How can I surrender you, O Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zeboam? My heart, my heart is turned over within me. All my compassions are kindled. I will not execute my fierce anger. I will not destroy Ephraim again, for I am God and not man, the Holy One in your midst, and I will not come in wrath. What God is saying is that this, there's this, this, think of it in human terms as this battle, this turmoil taking place in the very heart of God. And because of Israel's great sin and their spiritual religious adultery and turning their back on God and not listening to the Lord when he sent his prophets, they, justice demands, they, they receive the consequences of their sin, God's, God's wrath. And so he's feeling that, and, and righteously so. But, but he also loves them and is filled with compassion, and there's this churning. And in the end, his compassion, his compassion um, wins out. Now, he still punishes them, but he does not totally destroy them. In verse 9, I will not destroy Ephraim. They, they are judged, they are conquered and deported. Most of the citizens deported as to, to other parts of the Assyrian Empire to live. But in time, you know, the promised land was resettled and uh, God brought them back. They're, they're descendants. 
And, and the message is that God's love is so powerful for Israel that it did not allow him to totally destroy them as a people, even though their great sin made them worthy of such destruction. And, and there's just always been something about this picture of this battle taking place in God's heart. I mean, I think each of us had moments where we had these mixed emotions and our heart was churning and, you know, and, and, and like with your children sometimes. I bet there have been times, now this, this is exaggeration, don't get mad at me, times you wanted to kill your kids and at the same time you just wanted to hug them and love them. We, we, have, we as humans have felt those emotions at the same time. Well, so does God. And, and, and God's wrath and his love are part of his holiness. And, and when he said at the end of verse 9, I, I am God, not man, the holy one in your midst. Uh, the holiness of God is not just his purity. The holiness of God is his distinctiveness from us, his otherness than us. And when it says God is holy, it means that his love is greater than our love. And his love his love shapes how he exercises his wrath. And I am so thankful that it does. Um, his love made a way through the wrath for them. And you know what? That's exactly what happened at Calvary. As the, just, the, the justice of God demanded payment, for our sin, the wrath of God poured out on Christ on the cross for our sin. God's compassion so great that he made a way. His compassion so great that Jesus voluntarily came to earth and died on the cross to make a way. This image of God's heart churning. If you want to know who God is, even in the midst of our sin... It's this. God's love always makes a way if we'll receive it. And so you and I should be so grateful that God's, God's heart not only has wrath, and justifiably so, but grace and compassion, and that the love shapes everything he does for us. I am so thankful for that. I hope you are as well. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow as we uh, look at one more chapter in Hosea chapter 4.